Welcome to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your host, Lisa Drennan, author of Forgiving the Girl Inside, Finding Balance, Freedom, and Fun in Your Life. Be sure to download your free ebook at lisadrennan.com. We have a very special guest, my dear friend, Hermina Aguirre. She is going to share her heart-centered story of a beautiful healing journey of how she overcame a very emotional, traumatic event that has shaped her to be this beautiful, soul radiant mentor that she is today. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. So, so I'm so excited to hear about your journey. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you, Lisa, so much for having me. And it's an honor and a privilege to be here and to, and to share my story with both you and with those that are watching. Um, I'm somebody that believes very much in uh, soul connections and the the way that we end up crossing paths with people, that there's usually some type of a, a reason or a purpose behind it. And so I'm happy for those that are watching this that might learn something that might be able to share this with others that are on a healing journey as well, because I think that there's so many people out there that have had, and I believe honestly that almost every human is part of the human experience will have some type of a traumatic experience to overcome as part of the challenge towards faith and towards enlightenment as a whole. So that being said, um, in around 2013, I was in a really, really, really dark place. Um, I was still in the military in the United States, and I was in charge of programs where I was exposed very frequently to um, cases regarding uh, suicide, uh, sexual assault, and domestic violence. And in those in that energy, I started also suffering through the ongoing exposure as a practitioner and as somebody that was governing some of those programs. I started coping with those things in, a, in not a positive way. So um, I started mm, abusing alcohol and mixing also pain medicine so that I could sleep because I would have... Uh, dark nightmares and things like that. And through some of that process in the very same time, and I was going through a lot, um, I had a, my very best friend had betrayed me with somebody that I was in love with. And so I lost both my best friend and this boyfriend uh, at the same time. And for the first time experienced other emotions that I was not uh, used to experiencing such as like the anger and the rage and even, um, you know, darker thoughts of like physical violence towards, uh, towards others. And then that led to guilt of me feeling guilty about the desire of wanting to potentially harm somebody else because I was so angry at these situations. And, you know, through, through a healing process and my background is actually in psychology. I understand a lot about the human emotion and about emotional intelligence and knowing that these things are, are triggers that are within us that come from variations of our experiences in life. And so this 
perpetuated a cycle where my coping mechanism was, you know, increasing the alcohol or increasing like the over the counter uh, Tylenol PM and Advil PM. And it brought up a lot of wounds and abandonment wounds and betrayal wounds and all these things that were just, you know, uh, felt like things were just crashing, like a tsunami of emotions were just dominating into my space. And, um, and then I had a situation that to boot in the very same, you know, three, four month period here um, was a sexual assault that resulted in a, in a pregnancy. And so I, um, as soon as I found out that I was pregnant was very much in denial um, over the situation. It felt very surreal because I could not understand how all of these things were just piling one after the other on top of me. And I didn't understand um, how at the, at that time, um, why I was deserving this. Did I deserve this? Is this um, you know, questioning faith, questioning God, questioning the world um, as to why those things were happening. And then I went through the process of a uh, of an elective abortion as well. And in, for me, part of my mindset outside of it, uh, well, there was many things that were around it, but it it didn't feel safe. And I was already struggling so much. I didn't think I was in a good place. And I was leaving one of my jobs in my military careers and I resigned um, because I was in such a bad place there. So there was just all of these lots and lots and lots of like challenges and negativity. And, and I'm a positive person. So it was really a struggle to sit there and watch myself in this place of darkness when I didn't identify with who I am and what my, who my soul is as a person. And the abortion process for me was yet another extremely traumatic process. Also because the first attempt at the medical abortion, which I used a non-invasive procedure, um, was not a completed abortion. And so while I thought that I had had an abortion, it, I found out that I was still pregnant or partially pregnant. And so it carried on another trickle of um, heavy, heavy, darker emotions and medical procedures to therefore uh, finalize the procedure. With that, um, when I found out, I was literally at like the 11th hour or the 23rd hour, I guess would be a better way to say it, um, because they told me that if we did not do that procedure right then and there, after the clock hit midnight, I would not be able to have the procedure and I would have to um, carry through with a partial pregnancy through full term. And this was a very challenging process to go through that because I didn't identify with the fact that I was even pregnant. I didn't feel pregnant. I didn't spiritually or energetically seem that I was pregnant. Um, and it, it all just felt surreal. It felt like I was looking at certain things that were saying that I was but I couldn't connect to it emotionally or spiritually. And so after that process, um, it became a lots of questions, lots of questions about my soul purpose, um, why I was experiencing those things, why I was uh, on how that journey was connected to what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. 
And I got to the point where I realized that I was really self-harming and that I needed to save myself essentially, because I didn't like the person that I was in that period of negative energy and in the period of darkness. And so I wanted to literally like coax myself out of it. I went into the bathroom and I took all of the prescribed medicine that I had for anxiety and depression, and my PTSD and got rid of everything and decided that, um, cause I had also left my, my military position at that time and started, started another position, but it wasn't really going well because I was still in all of this trauma. So I wasn't very, mm, I wasn't like an eager beaver, happy employee to be there. I was still like really just suffering. And I would put on a healthy front for meetings and people would see a smile and see what I wanted them to see, because I knew that if I could, I was, I guess, going through the, let me fake it until I make it. Let me convince myself. So I came to the point where, um, I so desperately wanted to smile again. And I remember that was the baseline of my healing journey was me deciding I so desperately wanted to genuinely smile again. And so I remember thinking, where are places that make me happy? And if I can create the life that I want to create, where can I go? What would that look like? And what would that be for me? Just just to get a start, where can I find a smile? And I remember mm-hmm. the biggest smile I ever had in my whole life was taken on a train when I was on my first trip to Italy. And I think I was on my way from Florence to Pisa. And I just had a smile that was ear to ear beaming of light. Like I finally, and this was um, about nine years ago. And so it was like, I had finally um, made it to Italy, which was like my dream come true as like a small young child, even like 13 years old. One of the reasons I joined the military was to have the opportunity to travel abroad. And so when I was finally in Italy, it was like my, my dream and it was for my 30th birthday. So here we are a few years later and I'm going through these emotions and, and around 2014 on like the other side of it, I decided that Italy was where I was gonna find my smile again. And so I remember one morning waking up and I had it like, I hadn't really been sleeping, actually, to be fair. I had a whole lot of insomnia. I had a whole lot of um, anxiety, panic attacks, all kinds of things that were part of the PTSD um, from this experience. And I decided that if I was going to find my smile again and live a happy and healthy life, that I wanted to start that journey in Italy and very much inspired also by like eat, pray, love or under the Tuscan sun. And I know there's a lot of Mm -hmm. amazing women out there that resonate with, with those films because it really touches that heart of us where we, we know that we're not fulfilled and we know that we don't want to carry on on that journey, lacking fulfillment, that we deserve to smile. We deserve our happiness, that we deserve love. We deserve joy and enlightenment and whatever it is that can fulfill our heart. And, and so I remember messaging with my aunt and it's like four o'clock in the morning and I was living in DC and she's in Florida and she's always a great 
mentor and coach in my life. And I was like, I'm thinking about buying a last minute ticket to Italy to go find an apartment because if I don't find the apartment, I can't get my visa. And talking to her about what that process would look like because it wasn't just coming over on a vacation to find my smile, it was moving abroad. And going through the course of that being like, well, if you do do it, what's the worst case that's going to happen? If they deny your visa, you're going to be financially obligated to this apartment. What are you going to do? Like, okay, current, current international laws allow me to go for 90 days at a time. I'll be there for three months. It'll come back for three months. It'll go back for three months. And then I'll get out of the lease. I don't know. And she's like, okay, well, then that's the worst case situation. If that's the worst case, you might as well do it. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I bought a last minute ticket that morning, like at 6 a.m., got on a flight about 4 p.m. and headed over and started meeting with realtors to find an apartment. And I know that that sounds very whimsical and wonderless, but it was literally coming out of a little bit of scarcity and desperation for survival, if that makes any sense. So my journey started by me launching and catalyzing myself and taking a leap of faith to go where I was drawn to go to find that smile again. And so even just getting over here energetically shifted things because I stopped seeing, I was, I was no longer exposed to ongoing um, sexual assault cases in the United States to ongoing um, abortion uh, clinic issues that were there, suicide stuff all over the media, because those were main triggers for me. And I know that not everybody can do that, can just decide to move abroad. That's not going to work necessarily for everybody, but it was really the ultimate answer there is to go inside and to ask yourself, what, where do you have that smile? Where do you have that joy and that pleasure? And what connects you and your soul to that type of peace and, and that radiance? And when I say I'm a soul radiance expert, it's about radiating and illuminating that energy that is within us to our highest and our fullest potential. And so on that journey, I mean, the, the ticket and the apartment was just the beginning of it. So it was about doing a lot of healing work a lot of soul love, a lot of forgiveness, forgiveness of myself, forgiveness of others, forgiveness of people that have betrayed me, forgiveness of at the time, even, you know, forgiveness of God and of the universe for allowing this situation that seems so painful for me to, to go through, because that's a big confusion for, for so many individuals is, also the spiritual aspect, right? About why we go through hardship um, from a spiritual growth perspective. And then I started also yoga teacher training. I did a lot of energy work. I became a Reiki master practitioner. I really started working on opening my chakras, understanding what the, the difference is with blocked chakras and energy centers and open ones. And so it, it became a multifaceted approach to healing where I was using energy work. I was uh, tapping into my soul purpose and passions. I was still utilizing the mindset, psychology, law of attraction, things that I had already had in my, my toolkit. But it was about learning how to take that experience and honor 
what it catapulted me into, if that makes sense, and how it really helped me change my perspective about things, how it made me love unconditionally at a different level, which is really a love that is a spiritual love like no other. And so it was very much a heartfelt journey that came from darkness and was built into light. And that's where I took my business, which is La Luce. It means the light in Italian. And it's about being that guiding light and helping people um, not just come out of the darkness and like the immediate trauma of it, but, but leading them into that soul radiance and finding what their soul purpose is, what they're meant to be here living as, especially as female entrepreneurs and how they can, can take anything that has been um, a painful ailment, turn that into something of beauty and illumination and growth to help inspire others. That is a very beautiful story. And I love how you, you know, you had all this tragedy, you had so much tragedy at once happen. And it kind of like was a snowball effect and, you know, locking your emotions and really going to that dark place to the point where you didn't want to go on. And then something snapped and you're like, no, there is a happy me. There, there's a girl inside your heart soul that knew that you were created by God and designed by God for greatness and a purpose. And, you know, you had said that you wanted to always be in Italy when you were a little girl. So that dream got buried along the way of you, you know, having to do what you had to do to survive. So you went from survival mode to this horrible event happening, this tragic event. You were already in a lower place. And then that tragedy happened and you were like, you know, at your lowest point and cried out. And then you were like, no. I am meant for something more. So I love how you transformed and you searched and you, you know, going to a new place that is very radical. I love your bravery. <laughs> sometimes, you know, it's, you know, like we have desires in our hearts from when we're a child that get our dreams get buried because our environment, our upbringing, our family members may say everything. And then we make decisions based on their opinions rather than getting the facts for ourselves. So it's a beautiful journey that that's how, you know, God brought you through that so that you can thrive where you are. And now your light is radiating. I read a scripture this morning about when we manifest with God, when we allow God to direct our paths, his light illuminates through us. So I love how you use the light to, to illuminate so others. And I know I worked with you for one of your programs and so much breakthrough, so much blockage. I mean, we talk about forgiving the girl inside. We really, you know, we're very generous to forgive others, but when it comes yeah. to forgiving ourselves, we're so shaded because we don't think we're good enough. We self-sabotage, we people please. And we do all these things, listening to all these people not realizing that we deserve that self-love. We deserve that forgiveness. We deserve, we're valuable. God created and designed us for greatness and a purpose. So I love your tools that you used. I'm not hundred percent familiar with it. We've talked about that before, um, but I know the, the energy levels and really your thoughts, captivating your thoughts and realizing yeah. who you are, what your heart soul wants. It's all a matter of the heart and your story is beautiful so you shared your modality, which I absolutely love. What would be one advice, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody that has a similar story, a similar situation, what would you, what would you tell them? 
I think especially right now, my, I'm really being guided. And when I'm working with God and we're working with the universe and my higher self, and I have been really guided lately to share with people to rewrite their story. And so the way that we perceive our story and the way that we tell it is there is one version of the reality, right? And our thoughts and our subconscious mind create 95% of our reality. So when we're trying to up-level ourselves in our business or in our professional life, in our romantic life, whatever it may be, uh, even in your, your health and wellness, our subconscious thoughts that create that self-sabotage say one thing, and it's about the story that we keep telling ourselves. So I'm going to be doing something in the next couple of weeks where I'm going to have a little bit of a mini workshop to start getting people to, to focus on rewriting that story, to see it from a different perspective and to see the beauty that came from it instead of just the tragedy, because at the same time, I might not be living here right now and that dream could have still been suppressed if I didn't go through some of those things that catapulted me, mm -hmm. you know, just, just as an example. And so re I think that is the guidance that I would give to people is to remember if God can forgive you, why can't you forgive yourself? And then mm -hmm. the second thing is to start thinking about rewriting that story and the things that you start, you keep telling yourself, because what you're telling yourself is creating that vibrational level that determines how much we value ourselves and what we determine our worth. That's where I would go. I love that. I, um, I have a six week course and I did a video um, last night for one of the modules and I was, what's your story? Like rewrite your story because we are living so many of us, I know I was stuck in pain and didn't see yeah. the purpose from it and just kept beating myself up. So that's a beautiful way, a beautiful piece of advice. I love that. <laughs> Looking forward to that workshop. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I, I just love it. I love seeing your light shine. It shines through the screen. It shines through in your words. Um, so thank you. I will put a description of how to connect with you in the box. So for those who are you are listening on the podcast or watching this on YouTube or live um, on social media or the recording, if you want to connect with Carmina, you want to look in the description, you'll get a direct link to connect with her and learn more about her beautiful healing journey. And remember, it's all about the heart. It's a matter of the heart. Thank you for joining us today.